What's up, everybody? Welcome to Funeral Nation, episode 196. I'm Ryan Thogmartin. That is Jeff, the Funeral Commander Harbison. And I'm Jeff. I feel like we're getting back to some normalcy and, and like we were just talking about upcoming travel. I, I am super excited to just get on an airplane and be in an airport. At the same time, I'm equally on edge, but I'm just excited to have plans. I'm with you. Um, and we're starting to see some things open up. Uh, the NFDA is having their leadership conference in Charleston. Uh, we were just talking about it. New York State is having their convention. Still kind of waiting on NFDA, what they're going to do with the big one. But uh, a little bit of normalcy, as you said. And the definition of normal, I think, has changed significantly, don't you? Yeah, that's right. That, that dartboard bullseye is uh, <laughs> at the moment. So, you know, but look, hey, it's speaking of normalcy, a couple of your guys are back on the road for C&J, seeing some, some clients in, in funeral homes. Um, and we just profiled some of your sales team on Connecting Directors today, which, look, I mean, I personally cannot speak highly enough of leadership at C&J Financial all the way down through every single person I've been able to be in contact with with the company, uh, outstanding. And we would not be able to do this show on a weekly basis and provide to the profession the information that we do. And 99% of the time, we're the only ones covering that information. Um, and we couldn't do it without CNJ Financial. If all insurance assignment companies say they pay fast and are easy to work with, why do twice as many funeral homes choose CNJ Financial? Over the past two decades, CNJ and its affiliates have served in excess of 633,000 families and funded more than $3.6 billion in assignments to funeral homes and cemeteries throughout North America. If you're tired of the hassle, headache, and cash flow delay in processing insurance death claims, CNJ's Fast Funding Program can help. Let us show you why thousands of funeral homes across America choose CNJ for their assignment funding needs and why many associations, accounting firms, and industry leaders recommend CNJ to their client and members. In every business, there's one gold standard. In insurance assignment funding, it's CNJ. No, they're the engine. Um, and uh, speaking of the article that went out on connecting directors today on your uh, daily hearse, so uh, make sure and read that, folks. If it's something you like, drop me an email here, and uh, we'll make you a special effing deal. So uh, let us know what you think. So, Ryan, we've got a little bit of news going on. First of all, uh, Kena, uh, let's, how about give everybody a little chat about what we're getting ready to do with them? Yeah, so Kena is doing a their very first virtual conference. Um, they have canceled the in-person Kena annual conference this year and elected to go virtually August 5th and 6th. I'm super excited about it. We are one of the vendors at that conference uh, virtually and what they're doing is pretty unique. Um, it, it, they're, they're creating a full convention feel using some software online where you'll virtually be able to visit booths, talk through webcam uh, with vendors, keynotes will be live streamed and interactive, uh, but Kane is gonna come on mid-July, uh, their entire team, and really give us an in-depth perspective of what we can expect through their virtual conference this year. And uh, I, look, I couldn't be more excited. I think it's, 
it's interesting to see again this normal bullseye is is moving all over the place but seeing how organizations in, in our profession are adapting and, and really bringing technology into the fold to better serve. Cana's 102nd annual cremation innovation convention and trade show is going virtual, but it won't be just another webinar. With interactive education, attendees and exhibitors connecting directly through text and video, gamification, and a real swag bag, Cana's annual meeting on August 5th through 6th is bound to be the event of the summer. Uh, there's no question about it. And you just, we were talking earlier about the new norm. I think we're going to see as much as virtual as we are in person. Um, here in Arizona, we had a, a little bit of a spike. So uh, I just don't think things are ever going to be the way they were. And the more that we go in that direction, I think that the better off we're going to be. Uh, speaking of being propelled into the 20th century, yes, I'm making a joke. Um, FTC is uh, reviewing the funeral rule right now, and one of the biggest elements of the funeral rule, certainly, if it changes, it could require funeral homes to have their prices online. We've discussed this before, and, you know, there's lots of ways of looking at this, but I don't think that anyone should be shocked if that's an issue. Uh, number two on there is I'm still concerned that we're anywhere from, you know, 14, 15% up to 25% in violations on stuff that's been around since 1984. <clears throat> really no excuse for that. But right. anyway, what's your opinion about online prices with funeral homes? I mean, look, this has been a conversation point on the show since the first week we ever did the show back in 2015. So going on five years, this has been a conversation. Um, here's how I feel. My personal opinion as, as just a consumer and as a, a business person in this profession, I absolutely agree that funeral homes should have pricing online. It should be able to be digestible by the consumer. I'm a big favor of cost estimators on funeral home websites so the, the consumer can really get an accurate picture and estimation of what a, a funeral is gonna cost. However, that being said, I am 100% against the funeral home being required to do so. I don't think that, I mean, as a business owner, I don't think that anybody should dictate how I display my bread and butter and, and my pricing. Um, so I don't feel like funeral homes should be made or required to show pricing online. Do I think that they should? Yes, but I don't think that it's anybody's right to make them do so. I don't disagree with you and fall along the same lines. I'll tell you as a consumer, if I'm shopping, and there's not a price where I have to do a bunch of stuff to get to the price, I'm off the site, I'm gone. He lost my business. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, um, go to a physician's office, okay? You don't get to check online what their pricing is. So, you know, the mandate for the funeral industry is, is quite interesting, why it has to be, and that perception there of impropriety is what clouds our business now. It doesn't help, again, when we have 15 to 25% violations of something that's been around you know, for 35 years. So the point being, uh, I think we're gonna see a mandate and it'll be interesting how that's rolled out because again, the formats, um, I've seen GPLs that are four or five pages long and then I've seen them also uh, in a legal tri uh, bifold. So, they're going to have to do a lot of work in order to make it really um, sustainable long-term 
and make it easy for the consumer. They're gonna to have to come up with a new format that everybody understands because GPLs are not the easiest thing to figure out how much a funeral is. I think you just said the pricing tool is a home run, yeah. but uh, we'll see where we go. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. And that's why disruptbuiltpricemyfuneral.com. It's a very simple plug and play cost estimator that funeral homes can use on their website. That's the consumer is 100% in control. And, and you know, I, I don't know about you, but I spend a lot of time with price cost estimators when I'm looking at vehicles. And, you know, I, I'm better prepared when I walk into a dealership to know what my payment's going to be. And, and what the options are because of those tools. And I think it makes that conversation for the dealership and for me as the consumer a whole lot easier uh, because I'm walking in with, with re ready to buy something, right? So- Yeah, uh, and, and I have an idea of where I'm at, you know, right. what I want to spend. You know, speaking of which, you also pulled up a, a really great video I watched this morning with uh, buying an urn from Amazon. And your yeah. experience doing it, uh, interesting take there, young man. Look, we've had some downtime, right? So our team <laughs> has been like, okay, what can we fill the pipeline with? And we got in discussion about urns and we needed to purchase an urn ourselves to, for a project that we're working on. And we said, let's, let's just go to Amazon. Let's act like consumers and let's see what the process of buying an urn was like on Amazon. And look, it... I don't know, it took us 15 minutes to pick out an urn. It was here through Amazon Prime. Uh, two days later, it came packaged perfectly. And I've got to unpackage a lot of urns being at the vault company and, and taking urns to, to customers that ordered them. The experience of unboxing the urn from Amazon was exactly the same. The way it was packaged was perfect. The, the presentation was exactly the same. It came with a bonus memento that I didn't even know that it came with. The quality of the urn was fine. We think the urn is from India. Um, it does not say on the urn itself, but the bag that came with it said made in India. Um, and that was a question that we got asked by a number of funeral directors once we posted that, that uh, video online. But um, you can go to Connecting Directors' Facebook page to see that. You can go to Disrupt's Facebook page to see that unboxing. But look, Jeff, I mean, it, it was super easy and I think there's, there's two things that I really take away from that. One, funeral homes need to be better prepared and understand that there's other options for the consumer to go out and, and buy product. And if they aren't building a relationship based around trust and transparency with the consumer prior to the consumer ever being in that position, then there's the opportunity they're going to lose that, that family. Two, if they're not making the option for an online store or pricing online or the ability for a consumer to easily get what they need through the funeral home via online, they're going to be missing a huge opportunity because we've talked about it on the show before. Amazon is working on a funeral store where they will have a funeral category. Right now, urns and funeral products are in like a home goods category not a specific funeral category. When that happens, it could be massively disruptive. The process was insanely easy and a perfect experience. Yes, and you know, the only thing I'll uh, say that for a consumer, they also have to do a transfer of the uh, cremated great. remains into that vessel. However, uh, if they've received it in the thick plastic bag that's bound up, then 
it's not that big a deal. Uh, right. However, uh, that seems to be an issue for some folks. They don't want to have to make a mess and uh, possibly have a catastrophe. So, you know, doesn't sort of that present an opportunity for the funeral home to say, that's fine. You purchased your own Amazon, bring it in. We'll help you do the transfer and build. A sure. You know what? At bottom line is all part of the service uh, that you're providing. If you don't, then, you know, uh, I'm not sure you have a repeat customer. Anyway, so our uh, our friends at Plotbox, they're still banging it out out here. Um, I see right. stuff all the time. They're doing a wonderful job, and we're grateful that they're alongside us as uh, partners here. We're uh, we've all been disbanded uh, from getting together, but I think once we finally do, uh, it'll be a great big gathering. Uh, gosh, it's been so long since I've seen you. Look at you! I know it's crazy. <laughs> I'm ready anyway, to give some hugs, man. I'm skipping the handshake and I'm going straight to hugs. When we're I, I am. I'm. I'm going to be a huggy. I'll wear my mask and some gloves, but uh, <laughs> it'll be a good one. Well, bro, thank you for another good show. We've got some stuff coming up next week to discuss. We've already lined up, and uh, 196 shows. That means we're getting close to the. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, the 200. Yeah. Uh, the, the bicentennial show. That's a big deal. It is a big deal. Big uh, deal. 200. Who knows what we're going to, I mean, wouldn't it have been great to be able to have this 200th episode film live at a conference with a crowd and, but we'll have to, we'll, we'll, we'll think of something. Uh, we're about a month away from that bicentennial episode. Yeah. I think it'll be fun. Well, buddy, thank you, and uh, I've got to head out and do some work today here locally, which is awesome. Yay. I get to do a little bit of something out. But uh, anyway, uh, we'll see you next week sometime for 197. All right. Until next time, have a great effing week. Out here.